when I started not focusing on friends and family to support me, when starting going for the strangers, the people that didn't know me, like those people were like the people that uh, supported me the most. I kept kind of getting kind of bummed that friends and family weren't so uh, off, like quick to help me, you know, they weren't quick to promote my business. And I was like, hey, you know, I think more pretty. Why should you share my stuff? As I had to step outside of my friend circle to grow. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where a shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. Hey, y'all. Hey, and welcome to the Nurse Boss Shift. It's your girl, Dr. Kiana Jones. I'm Crystal P, the Beauty NP. And as always, you guys know, we are bringing you with the dope nurses who are doing dope things because we want everyone to at least have a side business as an entrepreneur. I want to introduce our guest, Ashley Newman, who has come in to drop some teas and give you guys some mad value about her journey in entrepreneurship. Ashley, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey guys, my name is Ashley Newman. I've been a licensed practical nurse for about seven years. I've been a nursepreneur since about 2017 is when I started getting used to having like multiple businesses on top of being a nurse. Um, I spent the majority of my nursing time in emergency room, plastic surgery, those type of places when they branched off into doing other things and we had Okay, Ashley. And so you, how long exactly have you been a nurse? And well, that's two years. Oh, seven oh, years. No, that's okay. So you've been a nurse for seven years. And at what point did you make a decision to become an entrepreneur? Like what, so, it, you may not have even taken action, but like what was the spark or something where you was like, okay, I want to do something more. So I could always kind of had like a hustler's mentality like I've always wanted more like anything that I've done like even when I worked fast food as a teenager I was the manager at 18 years old at a chicken place you know I always kind of wanted more so after I went to nursing school um, and I started working in the emergency room I'm like okay what's next right you know if there's something else I can do you know besides you know going immediately to school you know what else can I do to like start bringing in more income and I had recently got into health and fitness when I was in nursing school. And I kind of started like a little side hustle where I was prepping meals. And people were like, hey, make something, make me some. I'll, I'll give you some money. I'm like, okay. Uh, fast forward to I met my husband in 2017. And he saw me making my meals and stuff. And he was like, you know, you got a little business here, right? And I was like, be a, a business, you know? So well, it belongs into something even bigger than I could have imagined. But it kind of just took someone kind of pushing me and saying, hey, like, you have a business here, you know, that could be something great, you know, getting started. Because, you know, we're scared when we first get into doing something. I started doing that. And when I got into uh, starting my meal prep company, um, it just the amount of, of support and love and uh, things that I got from people when I initially started was great. And it just kind of just skyrocketed, honestly. And of course, you have like trials and tribulations when you're starting business and go, what you, once I got this ball rolling, we just kept rolling, kind of like a snowball effect. Yeah. 
And so that was in 2017 when you first when you first started doing that. Now, I, there's something that you pointed out, you just said that I would like to elaborate on because I think this will be helpful for a lot of people as well. You said that it's kind of just skyrocketed. And we know yeah. that there is something that happened that made it grow that way. What would you say yeah. if you could like pinpoint like what it was? Because I think a lot of people don't realize that once you put your business out there, your mm -hmm. customers will show up. But you have to yeah. be willing to put it out there. So what would you say was that moment or what would you say looking back? Because, you know, hindsight is always 2020. What was it? Looking back, I would say when I started not focusing on friends and family to support me when starting going for the strangers, the people that didn't know me, like those people were like the people that uh, supported me the most. Um, when, you know, initially when you start a business like on Facebook, you're like, oh, they supported me. And then as soon as I started reaching out to strangers or people that didn't know me and let them try my food, it just, I'm like, well, I should have been there. <laughs> well, family of friends to, you know, help boost me up. So I start worrying about, you know, like people that knew me growing up or things like that. And I just started going for the people that didn't know me and needed what I was doing. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's so true. We talk about that all the time. It's like your friends and family are good to get you started, kind of work the kinks out. But then after that, um, you have to start branching out. And I think that's important that you said, too, that the fear kind of held you back for a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. so what was it that finally made you decide, like, let me go for the other people um, who don't know me and see how this takes off? Say, I kept kind of getting kind of bummed that friends and family weren't so uh, off, like, quick to help me. You know, they weren't quick to promote my business. And I was like, you know, I'm thinking, or pretty why shouldn't you share my stuff you know, i had to take a step back and say who, who is my customer you know who, who do i want to get my meals um who do i want to help like who my meals for you know who need my service and when i'm determining like okay the people that need my service are actually not the people that are on my friends list at me. and when i started seeking out those people um because I, I knew if i wanted to be successful I had to do something else because it just wasn't enough to stay in my bubble. So I kind of had to get a little uncomfortable with meeting people on location, branching out. Did you experience something? Okay. And I'll give an example. One of my most pivotal, pivotal moments was 2017. And I, had, I honestly had not even started my business. I just knew I wanted more. I didn't know what, who, what, when, where. And I just remember a conversation. I share this a lot on my platforms about having a conversation with my husband. And I was just, it was the moment I realized I had to step outside of my friend circle to grow. And I did something that I normally wouldn't do, which was at this time, Facebook was in. So I commented in a Facebook group, like about that challenge. And then I got a lot of people just commenting and supporting one particular girl. She sent me a DM and she was like, are you in LA? I'm like, yeah. She's like, me too. Let's meet up for lunch. Now me, normal me would never ever do something like that right like no i don't know you girl like what what right and i said this was my moment and then i was i thought she was hitting on me very arrogant yeah. i must say um but when i met up with her we connected and like we sat and talked for like two and a half hours 
And I will never forget that moment, but it was something that triggered me to realize what I'm doing, if I'm serious about this, I have to do something different. Like my thought process, my ideas, they have to be expanded and it's not gonna happen with my friend circle. So I'm saying that to relate to the the statement you just made about realizing that you had to step out. Like, what did it take though? Was it like, I was right here at like, if I don't do something different, this is not gonna grow. Like, was it something that, something how you watch something on YouTube? Well, say, I don't know. Like what happened that made you like, I'm about to start reaching out to people. Like, I don't care. I'm about to pass out my sample something. So I first started like doing research on like wealthy people, right? They always say step out of your comfort zone. You got to step out of your comfort zone if you want to grow. Business, I feel like it just was right here and you just needed like a push. And I'm like, what else is next? Like, what next? What can I do to like push my business? And when in my, my role as a nurse, I'm super friendly. I could talk to anybody. But when it came to my business, I felt like I couldn't do that. And I was like, no, I'm scared. They might not like my book or they might not like what I'm offering. And it just kept like something stuck with me with getting out of your comfort zone. And what was uncomfortable for me was talking to people that I didn't know. And, you know, like doing events where I started doing pop-up shops at like gyms. And I'm like, oh, God, like these people, you know, I'm just getting, I was just nervous. But one, it's like I broke the ice that first time of talking to someone I didn't know. Uh-huh. I could do it all the time now because I was confident in what I was doing. As long as I was confident in what I was doing, I could speak to it. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I feel like a lot of times, too, because in nursing, if it, it seems like, when nurses are trying to start a business, they forget that they were once a baby nurse who everything was yeah. new to them. They were scared. Um, so, and then they do the same thing in their business, but, um, you know, you have to self-motivate in your own business because at work, it's either you either talk to these people, get out of your comfort zone or you go home. Uh, but in our mm-hmm. own businesses, we have to will that for ourselves to get out of our, our comfort zone and start talking to people. And I think a lot of it too, because I know for me, when I am, confident and believe in the product or the service that I'm selling, then that makes me, it makes it easier for me to sell. So it sounds like you, you also had to become confident in what you were selling. Um, and that helped you also to gain your confidence to talk to people. Yes. Cause I feel like when I'm at work in regards to nursing, I feel like I'm the baddest. I feel like I can make my patients feel comfortable in any situation. So I'm like, I need to apply this to my business you know I need to be able to push what I'm doing and be just as confident in my business as I am with nursing once I started doing that yeah it really pushed me you know they say that the we and I truly believe this we all know what we need to do right Mm -hmm. and and it's the thing that you're the most afraid to do (laughs) that is what's going to transform your business and your life the one thing or two things or whatever that you're most fearful of is the direction you need to go in. That mm-hmm. is scary when you think about it. It's like, I'm so afraid. I'm, and I'm not speaking about me right now, but I remember, mm-hmm. you know, when I was starting on the journey, I was so afraid of like speaking to people. I didn't want to be told no. Like it was just really scary. But mm-hmm. it's, that's the single thing you need to do. Like step outside of your comfort zone show up at events alone, whatever it is, those are the things that's going to push you forward and through the transformation. And it may not be like 
you know, talking to people marketing yet. It may just be actually attending that networking event that you've been so scared of attending, you know? It could be something small, but you're so afraid. And one of my favorite uh, motivational speakers, his name is Les Brown. He says, too many people are not living their dreams because they're too busy living their fears. And and that's one of those like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Very, very true. Very, very true. Just it, it literally, I if I had been started going to those events, it could have took way less time, you know, to actually build my, make my business go to the next level. All I had to do was just go. <laughs> Websites started blowing up with orders. It was just crazy. You know, I just had to start putting myself out there. Literally going, I literally went to, I went for what I knew in the beginning was going to doctor's office. Hey, I know y'all don't have to tell me to go to lunch. That like something for me. Ooh, that, that's good. So as soon as I got all that comfort zone, got out of my comfort zone with talking to strangers in regards to those meals and being very confident in what I was doing. Like I said, it was, it was a process, but once I got through that, it definitely kind of pushing me to the next level. And there's principles here. And so what mm-hmm. I'm getting to is the principles that, and honestly, principles don't change. Like what you were doing and what you are doing is is rooted in, believe it or not, evidence-based practice. There are principles that support this. And yeah. it really, it, it feels like an instinct, right? Like as we're going through it, we're like, okay, that that really makes sense. Like, of course I can't have my business operate and be successful off of family and friends like that that doesn't even make sense right of course I need to go out and show people what I have and like mm-hmm. give them a sample of it so they can get more of course I have to go to like you said doctor's offices whatever it makes sense now but people are so aesthetic they will they can have gold and they will not step out and speak on it because it's their own and they just live in their fears and I just think that's not living I, I, I know it's scary because like you can take some L2 in business. Okay. We all, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. They yeah. come. <laughs> like you don't have a business if you haven't taken. Yeah. L- I feel like L's are rites of passage for business. Like you have to know. Love that. For, like it's like we, if you're climbing up a hill, it's like you slide down a couple of bit, but you're going, even though that little, it start raining a little bit and you start mm-hmm. sliding back down. Right, you gotta keep going up that hill. Yeah, um, yeah. My husband, he used to he used to bring up this thing because I used to tell him like I want to be very confident when I first started. I told him I wanted to be very confident when I speak in regards to business, and he was like, "Babe, he made it through nursing school, like one of the hardest thing, degrees or hardest professions to make it through the school." He said, "If you can make it through that, you can do anything." And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I just took that mindset like I made it through there and I need to fall out, you know, half of my class to graduate, you know. I feel like I can do anything at that point. Once I started real like correlating the two with business, trying to be mm-hmm. confident as I am in my um nursing and how I deal with my patients as how I am with my business. Yeah, I think if nurses um if nurses remembered or if we were reminded more of the power that we do have as nurses and it's you know it should make the business transition so much more easier i know it's the whole mindset thing but you're right 
it's like I try to always remind myself too of like, remember when you're a new nurse, you know, remember you got through, you know, nursing school. And like you said, it's, it's very, very hard. So just reminding ourselves of that, um, because a lot of times we forget that as nurses because we just like, OK, we went through nursing school, we passed the test and now we're moving on with our life. But like, no, go back and remember how hard it was, how, you know, difficult it was to study, learning all that information, uh, putting yourself out there, talking to patients for the first time, doing an IV for the first time. Like we just have to pull upon that, our nurse power, and remember that um, we know so much and have so much knowledge as nurses that can help us in, really in any business. That's why I think nurses are the best people to start businesses because of all that we've gone through and have accomplished. For sure. And I always say, like, when we were talking about L's, well, nursing school sharpens your tools as well. And so if we just think about it from that perspective and leverage, that was that was the hardest thing, like just thinking about going through all those different classes. And when we finish, it's just like, OK, we're done. It's like, but are you or because you can use that to be the platform to set the stage for the next part if you have that mindset to do that. And so when you take go through nursing school, you survive that and then you, you go, you decide if you decide you want to go into business and then you experience those losses or lessons is what I call them. You experience those L's. You are continuously sharpening your tools. And so I tell everybody, I'm like, listen, when it's good, you're not growing, just so you know. It feels good. For sure. It feels good to the ego, but there's no growth when it when you, everything is smooth. It's when you are able to survive those challenging times and you are able to customize yourself or change or transition or whatever it is on the other side of that adversity is a refined better version of the boss in you and so it doesn't feel good when we're in it but it doesn't feel good when we're working out either and in initially and it doesn't feel good when we're we're growing through these phases but it's so necessary because if we didn't then there would be no changes in our lives um and I think that's often missed and I think it's not talked about enough you know you hear the words like uh, failure is a part of the process. Fail your way forward. But that sounds really scary. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I like that whole saying, fail your way forward. It's like, no. There's such a negative connotation with failure that nobody wants to willingly accept the failing. But if you package it differently, it's different. Go ahead. Yeah, I think nobody told me, you know, I was just, you know, you know, instead of somebody telling me like in the failure, there's something you learn outside you know there's something that you come out of on the other side of the tunnel of the failure mm -hmm. i think a lot of people don't understand that too and people don't talk about it as well too because everybody just wants to talk about the winning you know like, well, <laughs> winning, winning. and i think one of the l's that probably shaped me into the person or the business owner that i am now is when i've started to be successful i just want to take everybody with me <laughs> oh, I know. it gave you a time girl you know i'm just you wanted to take everybody with me and you know i wanted to pay everybody well i wanted to do all of these things because you know what fun is it in being successful if your, your friend can't arrive you know or this you don't have anybody next to you that's as successful mm -hmm. you know and so i had to learn you know everybody can't go like it's really it's a real real thing everybody yeah. can ride with you on your journey to the top everybody can't go it's only rule for a certain amount of people and those people that are with you also have to have the same similar mindset that you have to have as well too and that was probably one of the L's I took I want to give everybody a job 
trying to, you know, make sure yeah. I got a good salary and not knowing that some of these people didn't have the same motivation or didn't have the same mindset as well. And so that was kind of one of the biggest hell that I was yeah. trying to help everybody. Before the how house. valuable is that lesson, though? Oh, my gosh. That's going to set you up for years and years. <laughs> but I learned that in the beginning because, baby, <laughs> I don't I don't need a whole bunch of people on the staff. I'm more, you know, I'm I'm more efficient. Actually, um, you know, keep friends as friends. They don't have to be in the business. We've been, you know, yes. <laughs> yeah, those L's do shape and mold you. You know, I, I, every time, anytime I do take, you know, certain type of loss or something, like, all right, well, it just taught me we not doing that again. <laughs> uh huh. I love that. I love that. What type of other businesses do you have? Because I know you do meal prep. Huh? And what what other services do you? So we do um, like a cable streaming survey where you can uh, log on one and watch all the channels, different news stations, the games and things like that. Uh, we also do a consulting, a business consulting business called uh, Powerhouse Consulting. Um I also recently just got into doing helping people with aftercare after plastic surgery. I don't know. Just got into that. And I also started a women's group called Boss Lady Freak Up, where we meet up, have uh, business lunches, brunches, those type of things, travel, and share our experiences as entrepreneurs. Um, most of the people in the group, though, are just straight up entrepreneurs. They're not like nursepreneurs. So this is like my first experience of actually speaking to other um, nursepreneurs. And I feel like I'm really happy to be doing this because I'm like, dude, somebody else feels, you know, what I feel or understand what I'm going through. Like they actually understand this aspect of it, of being a nurse and also owning businesses and furthering your nursing career and things like that. Yeah. What state are you in, uh, Ashley? Where are you at? Texas. Right. I'm in the Texas area. Okay. Right then. Would that be like Dallas area? Oh, Austin. That will be more like Austin area. Okay. 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 Near Austin. Girl, I don't know my geographic when it comes to Texas <laughs> at all. Okay. Big for anybody. I'm like, where is that? Okay. Um, all right. So you're in Texas. And so, but your primary, like your core offer is your meal prepping can you tell me like i know we talked about how you got into it but what do you feel like makes like because it's it, do you feel like your nursing is what kind of leveraged you into it or do you feel like it's the type of business that if you have the passion for it, you can get into it would you which one would you say the nursing the leveraged me into it because um my knowledge on like health and how the body works when the when you do eat certain foods and things of that so that did kind of leverage me into it there are a lot of people in the industry who are not you know uh nurses you know they're carers who do it or things of that nature but i feel like it definitely leveraged me into it being a nurse because people you know they they gravitate and want to know what i'm talking about you know like explaining how the blood sugar works or how about cholesterol or those things, you know, they're like, oh, she's a nurse, so she knows. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to that. And then also, I was really big into the health and fitness. Um, I had started all like 
250 pounds and I was focusing on myself and losing weight healthy during nursing school because I felt like how am I going to tell somebody how to live their life if I'm not living my life according to what I'm preaching so I kind of got into that as well so once I lost the weight and was working out and eating healthy it just kind of all flowed together being a nurse and teaching people about how to eat and what to eat and then meal prepping it kind of all went together like Mm, okay. Okay. For sure, by that. So, no. Oh, okay. All right. So here, here's what we like to do. We like to ask like three things. Now, this could be. It doesn't have to be related to your actual industry. And like I said mm-hmm. earlier, I really truly feel like principles they don't change. You know. So, what are three qualities that you would say one must possess in order to or three things that people should do who are interested in becoming an entrepreneur, e- either one of those that you look back and you're like, Oh my gosh, it had, I had, if I had known those three things when I first started it, I would have gotten here a lot faster. What is that? What would you say those three things are? Uh, number one would probably be don't procrastinate. Just do it. I honestly feel like as nurses, we are so busy, you know, working and, helping, you know, whatever situation we're in at that current moment, whether we work at a hospital, doctor's office, whatever. And I go, oh, yeah, I'm going to work here for a year and then I'll start the business or I'm going to get this part and go do this. Like for me, it was, I'm going to wait till I go back to school again and then I'll do this, you know, and just do it. If you want to do something, jump, jump head first, do your research first on exactly what you want to do and do it. Don't wait, don't procrastinate, do it. Another thing is, what I'll say, coaching. Definitely get someone who is familiar with your industry. Um, one of my coaches that I was going through, he's from Las Vegas. His name is Brian. Uh, he helped coach like some of the very prominent meal prep companies out there. They gross over a million dollars. Ain't there yet? Had played though. Yeah, that's so sad. Um, he will. I would talk to him, you know, you can find people because sometimes people in your area don't want to help you. You know, they don't want to teach you the game or, you know, so find somebody else in a different state who is doing something similar to you and be like, hey, I see what you're doing. Oh, it's in charge to coach. You know, I want to I want to do that. But I want to do that in Texas. You know, can you, can you teach me what you know? I don't know. That is also a scary thing to do. But when I saw a lot of people do that and they just don't talk about it. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, I'm doing this, you know. Uh-huh. They they just don't tell you that they're doing it, but more than likely you have somebody that has a coach somewhere else that's doing something similar to them that's feeding them to kind of help them go up. And if I would have did that from the beginning, it probably definitely would have pushed me over the edge way sooner than just trying to figure everything out on my own. If I just wanted to figure it out, but really I needed help. I could have got got the different places a little bit faster if I would have got the coach in the beginning. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, one word. Don't be busy doing nothing. I don't know. I think a lot of times we are all like getting a hustle and bustle. We move around. Three children. I have a husband. I have these businesses. Uh, my kids are all very active. Um, I still work part-time. You know, I have all these different things, but like, are they propelling me to where I really want to be? in life so you got to have those things in the mix of what you're already doing 
to kind of help propel you to where you want to be in life, you know. So I just say, don't be, don't, can't be busy doing nothing, you know, like That's just void at your regular day. Have something yeah. incorporated in there that really are going to help you go to the next level of your next step in life that you want to go. Uh-huh. I love that. Uh, we're not going to gloss over that you said you're halfway there with the million. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Yes. Listen, yes. this was coming to an end, and I said, "Oh shoot, we forgot to talk about what part." Let's talk about the scalability of a oh, meal prepping because that's 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 one of the questions I actually was supposed to ask you was about yeah. the scalability because it's like you're actually preparing. So, how does one even go into? First of all, I got, I got two questions. I've been looking at your shirt. I can't see what it says, but I want you to read it so the listeners can hear it. If they're not watching okay. my YouTube, the meal prep company is called Prestart Lifestyles. It says, our healthy is it boring? Uh, I love that. Meal prep container, just have one we were established as well, 2017. Okay, nice. Definitely a business you can scale. It's all about timing and getting your food costs down uh, when you're jumping into this business. You get the timing down, you know, and it's also about how much you're charging per meal. How much does it cost you to make that meal and how long does it take you to make that meal as well too so those are some things and the business can always get better as soon as you get that timing and the cost but also focusing on the freshness of the foods that you're using as well too so it's like a balance but once you get that there's it's, it's up yeah up are you cooking sure. in, in just for those listening who might want to start this business are you yeah. cooking in your kitchen or have you grown now? Do you have like, I know they have like prep kitchens or. So, yeah. So it's, it's been a process. Um, so I initially started cooking in my own home. And then I graduated probably after the first two years. I went into like a ghost kitchen. Okay. And that's what it is. I went into, yeah, a ghost mm-hmm. kitchen. Then I went into having an actual storefront location to where you can come in throughout the week and get meals. But recently, due to like all the inflation and things going on, I recently scaled back from having a storefront and just went to having a ghost kitchen, which is also more lucrative um, for me as well, too. And I guess I think people don't talk about that in business as well, too. You have to reevaluate based on the market and what value and figure out what's best for your business and what moves you need to make to be successful as well, too. Because if you don't pivot when things are changing, yeah, you can. Yes. You can be full, so. Yes. And, yeah. and I feel like we started a whole nother podcast, but I got to ask you about yeah. this. Not, what? Right. Can you explain? I only heard about Ghost Kitchen from a, another nurse that, who is thinking about, she wants to cook Southern. She had talked to me on a discovery call and she mentioned Ghost Kitchen. And I, I didn't want to sound like I just didn't know, but I had no idea. I was like, what? Okay. Can you explain to everyone else what a Ghost Kitchen is? Um, and how that business model is more lucrative for your industry. It's really about overhead. You want, when you're opening your business, you want to have the least amount of bills possible. Yeah. Um, your employees, you want to have the, uh, you know, you want to know how much, how you can operate with this amount of staff, including, you know, maybe lights, water, da 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 da. So actually having a storefront location. I was like, oh, we're making this, we're doing this, and having the storefront just increase, increase overhead, you know, like crazy. And something mm-hmm. where we're like, hey, 
you know, you probably start for it. But I went from having like an overhead of maybe 3000 a month with, you know, Ghost Kitchen and then my employees that worked on the weekends for me to $18,000 overall. Yeah. $18,000 to keep this store and to yeah. the employees. And that was even without paying myself, you know, mm-hmm. a certain amount. So I think people need to understand that when you do make that pivot and you're like, oh, I'm doing great. Oh, let me go into this next step. Away from having, you know, how much? 60% take home to 40. You know, like that's a big jump when you're talking, yeah. you know, big numbers. That's a big mm-hmm. jump. Mm-hmm. So, when we recently scaled back due to inflation, you know, the cost of food went up. You know, people want to make more money as well, too. So, you yeah. know, quality people if you want to put out quality work. And they also need quality pay. You know, so you have to figure out what works best. And so my business is doing great. It's still doing good. But I'm like, I need to do more. You know, I, I can't go to this next level still right here. So I was like, I need more money doing it this way. Let's go back to this way. And now my meals are in gyms. You know, I just give them a percentage. Um, the pickup location. We're also like on DoorDash and Favor to where we have a delivery driver who takes the meals to your home. So only thing I'm to play with where you physically go, but it's more lucrative to do it this way. So is that's why it's called a ghost kitchen then? It's because yeah. you don't, you're not anywhere, but you're everywhere type of thing. Is that a word? Yes. So you read, so stop places. You can, you can go to, let's say there's a restaurant that's closed on Saturdays and Sundays. And my business prep kitchen works on Saturdays and Sundays. You can go to them. They may rent out their kitchen for you to use and you're able to use it. There's also places that have strictly just a ghost kitchen. And it's just the kitchen that people can go in and cook. And they just rent it out to caterers, um, people like me who do the meal prepping. Like they just do that. And also lucrative business as well too to do a ghost kitchen that people can come and sell like have you ever been on doordash and you're like i've never heard of this restaurant where is these work still in? and you order and you're like there's no address you know there you know but the food comes and it's great and you're like what is this that is operating out of a ghost kitchen um they have a physical address but they're at a place that is cooking that they can send you food from. Uh, i knew you got that from doordash only because my friend was like oh i ordered sushi from this place and i'm like they don't have that out here she's like what's well, on doordash and i said how is it on doordash there's not one around here and then i found out that that's how restaurants too will also test the market in that area um they'll use a ghost kitchen um, to see if the food would do good in that area before they actually build a brick and mortar location mm-hmm. i think that's for smart well, that's a good idea. so that's like testing so the market places do it too event centers like they have you know for big event food like that they have those big pictures that they use you can also approach like an event center uh, place and say hey you know do you have a business day or is there a portion of the kitchen you know because they do have multiple kitchens and if they're not operating in multiple events multiple events at the time that you need the kitchen you're able to rent it at prices <laughs> okay so i can hear my, i can hear our listeners right now some of them are saying well, of course you can. They, they always have to find a reason to argue for why you can do it and they can't, right? 
So we already know you have kids. We already know you're married. We also know you're working part-time because they're going to try to find a reason to make you can do it while they can't, right? But the next thing I think they'll probably be thinking to themselves, well, I don't know how to cook. So have you always had a knack for cooking? Do you feel like you should have um, some type of formal culinary instruction, anything like that? Yeah, exactly. Because I I just know that they're going to have everything. I think she's never been to culinary school. And uh, I've never been to culinary art school. I did always just cook for family and friends. Like my family is originally from Alabama. So cooking is like, you know, a big thing amongst family. Um, mm-hmm. But when I wanted to start losing weight, you know, I would get these meals, you know, from little places locally. And I'm like, how am I going to lose weight? <laughs> the food tastes like this. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And so I would start, I started looking up, you know, how to make healthy food taste good or what was tricks to do it with still with low sodium. You know, I started door researching, testing, making my own food at home. And it just kind of, it just started becoming, I started making my own food at home, you know, testing different things out of how to make it still healthy, but also taste good. And that's like one of the pillars of my business is our healthy isn't boring. You don't have to have the bland chicken. You don't have to have the unseasoned fish, you know, those types of things in order to be successful in your weight loss journey. So that's something that I promote and I just practice. I practice that at home. To my ass. while I was in nursing school. What do you think about this statement? And then we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. I know we just, we went a little longer. We we're trying to keep it thirty minutes, but and just hearing you, I, I know what I think about it. But I want to ask you. Um, okay. You have the statement is you have to have you have to be a little bit delirious to be an entrepreneur. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when I first became a nurse, I worked in the ER, like from the center. So it's always crazy in there. When first, when I told my mom to be a nurse, I started working in the ER and she was like, girl, it's crazy. Then when I wanted to start my business, she said, okay, so you told me you wanted to work in a trauma center. I thought she was a little crazy. Now you want to do, you want to do that. And you want to run a business um, and have a family and be a wife. Yeah, you're a little crazy. So yeah, do it to be a little delirious, you know. Um, I also have a newborn right now as well, too, on top of the thing, all the things that I do. So you have to be just a little bit you know, yeah. all for a reason. It's for yeah. a reason. We just want we want more, you know. Yeah. More. And and another piece of that delirium is the fact that everything around you says that you can't. So you have to have a little crazy in you to think that you yeah. you can because they try yeah. to convince us that we can't. <laughs> so I agree. Um, yeah, I agree totally. This has been, I feel like we did like two little podcasts in one because yeah. we were talking about just the mindset of the nurse and how to get there. But then we were also talking about the business as well. Now, I wanted to ask you, how can people reach out to you? Do you coach or mentor other nurses and how to get into this space? I think that would be an amazing opportunity if you don't, you should Oh, but yes, if you can answer that. So I just recently started coaching, maybe just like one or two people at a time. Um, eventually, I am going to reach out to full-blown coaching for people, but I really want, I'm trying to see how it fits into my life at this current moment. 
And once I figure out how it fits into my life, then I will branch out more and start because people at work or I don't really broadcast what I do when I'm at when I'm at work. I just fly radar. And then I have people or they come in and they're like, What does everybody know you? And I'm like, huh? She was like, Every patient that come in here said they know me more like I don't like but they know you and I'm like, Okay, this is why they know me. <laughs> Um, or whatnot, or I even have one of my coworkers. I, I was on the news recently as well, too. And one of my coworkers were like, I saw you on the news, and you did not tell me you do that. <laughs> like, so tell me how you do that. You know, so people do ask, and it's definitely a need for it. So I definitely been kind of dipping into it, but it's one of those things that I really am one of those people that have to eat it right before I read to everybody. Yeah. I like that. Oh, gosh. Well, that's good. That's really good. And I think there's definitely a place for this um, mm-hmm. for amongst nurses. Like there are plenty of nurses who love to, would love to be in nutrition, but I, but they've talked themselves out of it because they said, well, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. Or they said, well, I don't know enough. And they, you know, every reason that we want to argue for our limitations that we tend to do, this is what they do. Mm-hmm. But I, and the reason why I asked you the delirium question is because you said, I was born and raised in Alabama. You know, that's not the healthiest food I learned how to cook, but I got online and I figured it out. And that's what I think a lot of people need to hear. And I say this all the time in the room with eight, nine figure earners and all of them say the same thing. I did not know what I was doing when I started. I figured it out as I went. It was imperfect action. And I think that's what, for me, the big message is for those who are listening or thinking about either starting a business or even scaling their business. Like don't think you're going to have it all laid out and you're going to have all the answers because that's just not the way it works. It's on the job learning. On the job learning. Definitely. Um, so how can everyone meet, reach you, Ashley, if they want to follow you on all your social platforms, if you have a website, give us all that. Yes. So my Bill Preppy website is www.prepstartlifestyles.com. We're also on Instagram at prep start lifestyles and then my uh personal instagram if you just need some daily inspiration it's fit underscore nurse ash um of course a lot of you know the meals i make my workouts um all of those things are on there as well too um okay so if they want to reach out to you for mentorship or coaching i'm guessing it would be dming you on your personal page is that where you want them to that's right. Awesome. Okay, Ashley, Chris, any parting words before nope. we head out? Great meeting you. And I love hearing about different business opportunities um, versus the normal ones. So thank you for coming on and telling us about your meal prep business because I think that's um, another business that a lot of nurses would be interested in. Yes, yes for sure. sure. Mm-hmm. I think the same. Thank y'all so much for having me, having me here. Like, this is really exciting. This is finally my first, this is my first time I've done other business things or speaking mm-hmm. to other, you know, entrepreneurs, but not nursepreneurs. So this was like oh. near and dear to my heart. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you. So go ahead. What'd you say, Chris? I'm going to say, can we talk about the nurse boss mob? Just really cool. Yeah, we haven't, I haven't even told them about the nurse boss mob, you guys. Um, So we, I, I actually have a community that I launched, but as always, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. This has been another amazing episode from an amazing nurse entrepreneur who is daring to push the needle and step outside of what we are used to, not working just at the bedside, but doing much more 
and she's really tapped into her gifts. And I want you guys to know that that is something that you can definitely do as well. Remember, we are guided by the principles, not just a hunch. And every single episode, it's confirmation that there is principles. It doesn't matter if you're a fitness coach, if you're starting a t-shirt business, if you're meal prepping, whatever, your behaviors and your discipline is what's gonna determine your success if you are willing to step out. Thanks, Ashley, for joining us. Until next time, you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did and most importantly, got tons of value from this conversation. Post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social. You can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.